Hey, Gil, we got big news. You ready for this? <laughs> yeah. It's Himalaya. And are you a patient guy? A patient? Yeah. Yeah. You of. know, I know you can't wait things for you. You get excited and you just got to go do it, right? So with, the, with Himalaya, mm-hmm. our big news is for those that can't wait for the next episode to drop, you can listen to it first, the No Show podcast on Himalaya a day early. So what Himalaya is, it's a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and future favorites, including us. And whether you're a podcast or a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcaster some love with Himalaya's tip chart. So you can give us advice, you can give us feedback, tell us why you like us, tell us what else you want to see. Uh, it's free, it's the easiest to use, and we're adding cool new features every day with Himalaya. So go to the App Store, download Himalaya. We're going to spell it for you. That's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A. And don't forget to show the No Chill Podcast some love on Himalaya. So is this our first ad? This is our first episode with Himalaya. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> We're breaking new ground. No, like, I mean, I'm like the player from the Himalaya. Like, I'm thinking yeah. Martin. I'm thinking Martin. Okay, okay. All right. Okay. Welcome then, Himalaya. Yeah. We're glad to be here. Yeah. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, we're joined by Blake Leeper. Blake is an eight-time Paralympic track and field medalist who is on a mission to compete in the 2020 Olympic Games. We learned Blake's story of how being born without legs below the knees has never slowed him at anything. Actually, it's only pushed him to refuse to allow any obstacles to stop him. Along with Gilbert, we explore what makes truly great athletes want to push the limits and keep raising the bar beyond what others before them have set. Something that we can all relate to, where at times we're going to get knocked down and at times we're going to fail, but it's having the character to pick ourselves up from those failures and use it as fuel to succeed. So get ready to find out what it is within true competitors that makes them want to take on the challenges they're dealt with and what it is that drives them to get to the next level. This is No Chill Podcast and this is our conversation with Blake Leeper. Be sure to look for us on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcasts and the No Chill channel on YouTube. So let's get into it. Um, so today we have Blake Leeper here. What's up, guys? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to be here just to like tell my story. I appreciate it, Gil and, and Mike, for bringing me on and just being a part of this is, is huge. So I appreciate it, fellas. No problem, Thank no you problem. so much. Yeah. So let's start with him and you. How did you know Gil and get in, in contact with him? Man, it, it, it was crazy. We was actually playing basketball one day and and he took my legs and threw them in the. No, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody's like, oh my. You wanted to win that bad. Yeah. <laughs> like he really is competitive man legs no no i'm playing um, i actually dropped a, a video on instagram it was uh me playing basketball i did a spin move and in between the spin move my leg falls off and i did it on purpose and i roll into it and spin into it get the basketball jump up and shoot it in slow-mo and actually hit the shot um and he's seen it and was like yo this is so dope because I, I even though i do run track and field i love but playing basketball reposted it the video went viral like it went it went so viral and it was just with they added music to it they added you know what i mean one dude blocked the shot yeah, yeah. i think they put a broom and, yeah, yeah. And, a, and a shoe to make it like a prosthetic to make the leg go across the screen it was just ridiculous but uh once he did that you know i've been a huge fan of, of gil for a long time of just what he's been able to do and and things he's been able to accomplish in his in his life and it really inspired me so when he reached out and and, and reposted it, it was like a, an amazing day for 
for me. It's like I'm I'm a huge fan, so it's just a blessing just to. And now I'm here. Yeah, yeah. 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 Here we are. Now I'm here. Yeah. But for you, where did it start that you got connected to source? So obviously, so you were born, uh, and I think it was a challenge right from the start. Yeah, right? yeah. So I was born with a congenital birth defect, fibular hemimelia, and just to put it in perspective, to be born missing one leg or missing a, a limb is like one in forty thousand. And the day that I was born, I was missing both of my limbs back in 1989, and it's such a rare case that doctors didn't even know how to diagnose me or they had to refer me to somebody else. Um, but the reality of it is they just kind of just gave me this, the statistics. Like, look, you being born missing both of your legs, the chances of you walking is very limited. You running is probably never going to happen. Um, and that's what my story was from day one. You're never going to walk. You're never going to run. You're going to be in a wheelchair your whole life. And this is what it is. Um, but I was thankful because I'm sure you guys can attest to the people in my life at an early age, my mother, my father, my family, my grandparents who really took didn't take that no for an answer mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and say, yeah, you were born different, but we know what you truly can do with your life. And if you work hard, if you don't see yourself as being born with a disability, if you don't see yourself any, any different, then you can achieve anything. From day so from day one, I've lived a normal life. People ask me all the time, "How does it feel to be born without legs, or how does it feel to lose your legs?" I never had legs to lose. So if I'm not dwelling in the fact that I lost something, then I'm in the mindset of like, "This is what it is." Mm -hmm. If you're born tall, you're born tall. You're born with big feet, you're born with big feet. Bad vision, you have to wear glasses. Put your glasses on and go out there and do what you have to do. So that's what I realized. Like, look, yes, I am different. But if I want to go out there and keep up with everybody else, I want to go out there and live a fulfilled life. I got. I have to accept the fact that, I, yes, I am disabled and, yes, I am missing my legs. But the real question is what I'm going to do about that. Mm -hmm. And what I have to do about that, I have to put my legs on, my prosthetic legs on, one leg at a time, each and every day, like everybody else put one shoe on at a time. And I go out there and try to be the best person I can be. And, and that's what it really starts at. You know, so funny is, <clears throat> I, I I noticed your spirit from the video, and then I just started clicking <laughs> on picture and just seeing that smile, the smile, the spirit, the the. It's just like you had so much comic in you. Yeah. And yeah. you know, it, it wasn't one of those like I need to feel sorry for myself. Mm -hmm. Everyone feels sorry for me because you know, like something like that, like people would have a reason to be angry at the world, you Absolutely. know, be bitter at the world. But just looking at the smile, looking at the things you do, and I'm, I, I seen a video when you was doing an agility drill, getting <laughs> through it, and then at the end you fail, and then you can see the smile on your face, and I was like, that's, that's why he's successful, because he's mentally not handicapped. Yeah, that's, that's what it is, and, and it's that's the mentality. What it, yeah, yeah, the yeah, mentality. yeah, physically I am disabled. But mentally, and, and that's the one thing that, and you know this too, reality is what you make it. Mm -hmm. We manifest our own destiny, right? We perceive life. So mm -hmm. I perceive life for however I want it. People perceive it. You're born without legs, so you wear prosthetic legs, so it should be a challenge for you to be able to walk. It should be a challenge for you to put a smile on your face because mm -hmm. it has to be <laughs> so difficult because that's the only thing that they can fathom. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing they can see. That's what they perceive. But if I can perceive my life, say, yeah, I am born without legs, but you know what? I can still have fun. Yeah. I can still go out there and play basketball. I can still laugh. I can still find joy within my life. And that's my perception. Yeah. So if that's my perception, 
then that's my reality. reality yeah. that, when did you get to that conclusion? Because as a kid, I would imagine it's really hard. You see other kids and the way uh, they handle things, and you're like you said, you were born that way, so you didn't know any better. Right, right. But right. then when you get to a point where like, okay, this is who I am, and right. this is how I do it, my right, way. Right. I mean, and, and, and it's years and years and, and attempts and attempts of failing. Right, right, and, and, and falling down. I, I can remember a time I was playing t-ball, and this like one t-ball season, I wanted to hit a home run for my teammates. My dad was the coach. And, and I go up to the plate, and I, and I hit the ball as far as I can, and I start running. I'm, I'm so excited that, that I almost forget to run at the beginning. Then everybody's like, run. Then on my way to second to third base, my leg falls off. Boop. Right, I eat dirt. Guy comes over, tags me out. Innings over, right? I'm only four or five years old, and, and I have this like feeling of failure, right? And, and even at four or five, I'm, I'm having these questions. I'm questioning, like, why me? Like, I don't get this. Like, yo, this ain't fair. Like, why am I born without legs? Like, why do I have to go through this? Only thing I wanted to do was hit a home run for my coach and for my dad and for my teammates. Why do? Why am I failing at this? Right? This doesn't make sense. But I realized I was asking the wrong question. Mm -hmm. But when I was saying why me, that, that means that I was like blaming life and mm -hmm. blaming this situation. Like, why is this happening to me? Oh, pity me. Then I got older and more things I went through, I realized so instead of asking why me, ask myself, well, why not me? Mm -hmm. I'm meant for this. Well, why not me? I'm strong enough for this. Well, why not me? I'm smart enough for this. Because everything that we go through in our lives is for a reason. So that time when I fell down, my leg fell off, and I felt like less than the inning was over, that showed me how to get back up. Mm -hmm. That showed me how to fight. So all the bad things that we perceive in our lives, me being born without legs to most people is a bad thing. But that's my blessing. Mm -hmm. That's my talents because I grow within that moment. And it's a moment of kind of taking responsibility mm -hmm. instead of blaming people, right? That's, I heard yeah. something the other day is like fault and responsibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's not my fault that yeah. I was born without legs. It wasn't my fault that my leg fell off in that moment, but it's my responsibility to get up mm -hmm. and to keep mm -hmm. fighting. It's my responsibility to figure out my situation to be the best or the fastest man in the world. We have to take responsibility mm -hmm. for our actions. But what you said, why me, and then that why not me realization, that's something that we can all relate to. Because at points in our lives, we always say, why me? Why is this happening? Why yeah, you know, so funny, at the beginning of the story, <clears throat> it's just like anybody else. I want to hit a home run, I hit it, I see it go, Everyone has to scream, run. Oh, yeah, I got to run. We've <laughs> right, all seen right. it. Oh, I got to <laughs> run. And at some point, if you look at any kid or yourself, you're so excited, we all fall. That's the funny part. All fall. All fall, got tagged out. It doesn't matter if you had a leg or you didn't. You, you were so excited because you wanted to hit a home run. You hit it. You, you're looking at it. Then they have to scream, run, and then the excitement of the run Makes you fall. Man. Like, I've, I've done it. I've, I've done it a lot. You know what I mean? And, oh, and got tagged out, and you're just sitting there like, why? why? Oh, my yeah. God. That one piece of grain I couldn't stand up. <laughs> that, like, I could, I've seen it. Yeah, I, yeah. I've seen it. I was there, and still, still not enough. That's what I said. So I can, I can feel the story because Man. I've done that. Hit the home, hit it thinking I hit a home run and run around the base to fall and sit there, and you get tagged like, God. Damn, I just I was again. this close to third base. Again and again. <laughs> yeah. And how many times in, in our lives just in general, it, growing up as a kid and as an adult, we've been so close to our mission or so close to what we thought that was our time of our moment, and we fall short. Mm -hmm. And we fall short, but 
when I was a kid, one thing I learned that was so valuable is, and it's one of my favorite quotes is like from Rocky says, it's not, life is not about how hard you can hit. Right, because I grew up like, man, I'm gonna be a badass. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be, be a Billy badass. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm go attack the world. Can't nothing. You know who I am? Mm-hmm. Can't nothing stop. I'm gonna hit this dude. I'm gonna attack <laughs> that dude. I'm gonna hit this until we get knocked on our own chin. Until mm-hmm. we get uh, get knocked down ourselves. And when you get knocked down, when you really get knocked down, you're down and you're out. And it could be in a, a financial situation. It could be a career situation. It could be in a, in a sports situation where you have nothing left in the tank. And life has truly, truly, truly beaten you up. And you find the will to get back up. Mm-hmm. That, that moment. That, that's, that's the defining moment in your career. That's mm-hmm. going to be the defining moment in your life. If you truly want to be successful or not, when you're down and out and you have nothing and you're questioning life, like how... Am I going to find the strength just to take one more step forward? When you're there and you're questioning that and then you can fight and then you can get back up, that's when you start having clarity in your life. That's when you have fear, like straight definition saying, this is the direction I want to go in and this is what it's going to take to get there and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. That's the beauty of it. What's so funny is I don't think people understand the thought process Mm -mm. of positive doesn't equal positive. Mm. It's the negative that equals positive. Like Talk if I you. want if I want an amazing body, I have to break my body Ooh. down. I have to go through pain. Pain. I have to go through pain and work to get this this <sighs> amazing physique. So, you know, when you like uh anybody in the financial world, you have to the negative, sacrifice something you really love, something you want. You have to to get here. Have to. And I don't think people really grasp the, the understanding of it. Well, they see the final product. They, yeah, just, they, just, they just think about mm-hmm. the final product. They just see the final product. You know, and I, and I put it in perspective, for example, you know, I look at my Olympic medals. You know what I mean? Going in and being in the Olympics, winning the Olympic medal, right? The medal is amazing. It's heavy. It's awesome. But it's the process. Mm-hmm. Of getting to the metal, what makes the metal so unique. You can put a price tag on it. You can say, well, it's this much gold in it, and it weighs this much. So if you take it to the pawn shop, it, it'd be that much, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and, that's, and that's cool. But the value of the metal is because nobody, not a lot of people have gold medals, mm-hmm. Olympic medals. Not a lot of people has been to the NBA. The value of making it to that level, yeah. that sacrifice, that's why it's so, so, so important. But mm-hmm. it's not easy. And that's, <laughs> but that's the thing. No, no one understands. Like, you take Mayweather, right? Mm-hmm. And you say, "Oh, look at all the cars, the the the, the watches, oh, he's man. the monies, the women, and I, I, I want to be there." Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa! Before you look there, you have to go down. You have to start from the bottom where he got beat in the Olympics. Yep. And that that changed his whole mind and concept of boxing. Mm. It turned him into a machine, a man who didn't want to feel that type of pain anymore, of failing. That feeling of failure. That man is the man you see up here. Exactly. So when you look here, you need to look at the process of all the hours he trained and all of this. So all you boxers that's looking at you want to be Mayweather, you gotta you gotta start from the beginning to see the grind and the hustle and like to this day, 
can anyone say they've ever seen this man out of shape? Mm. Can mm. you say, oh yeah, you know, Mayweather looks like he got a no. Mm -mm. That man is in tip top shape. Every time you see him at because any it's a moment lifestyle of it, for him. It's, it's lifestyle. And that, not everybody that's what I said. The, life, like the lifestyle for him is training and training. That's the it. lifestyle he shows us is not his lifestyle. It's not, it's not reality. That's not, it's not, not his reality. That's not, that's his reality, not, reality is <laughs> he trains three or four times a day, boxing, yeah. he eats Eating, right, he right. doesn't that's that's his reality. He's not in the club party <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, you might see him here and there for the Instagram, but guess who's up at three or four o'clock in the morning? Running five miles. Like, Yo, he goes to the club, but he's drinking water. <laughs> it's, it's, a, drinking, it's a facade. But, but it's a facade, right? drinking water. The, if he has on earphones, it's him training. Yeah, yeah, that's what you said in the you story. Know, he, so was in, he was at like, a club, but he had earphones. It's on. like he, if, he wasn't really. If you either. really want to be the next Mayweather, you have to understand. Every year. That's why I respected Kobe. Yes. It's because, yeah, you didn't have the tools of Michael Jordan. Yep. But what you did is say, you know what? I want to be as, as great as him. So what I'm going to do is his year one, my year one. Yeah. His year two, I want all the tapes of his yeah. year two. I want to say. Yeah. So every year yeah. he grabbed all of Jordan's that year and added to his game. That's how you. That Mamba mentality. That's how you become great. It's like. He came with the fadeaway in year five. Yeah. I'm coming with the fadeaway in year five. Yeah. And yeah. you watch the man growth for you to grow. Right, right. And it's not saying, oh, I, I hope, oh, man, it'd be nice to have a fadeaway in year yeah. five. No, he said, no, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to watch game by game, <laughs> watch how he did it, when he did it, what he did on back to backs. I mean, you're looking at the, if he's the GOAT, I want to look mm -hmm. at the blueprint from the beginning, I do not want to miss any steps. And I don't think everyone yeah. understands that. Like right now, I'm I said I want to shoot 10,000 yeah. makes. Yeah, I seen right? that. Yeah. And to everyone, ah, yeah, that's easy. Just shoot a thousand makes 10 days and you good. Yeah. It's not as easy as you it's think. Not that easy. Not it's not as easy. I mean, if you're a high school kid, you got school. Yeah, yeah. You're a college kid, you got school. If you're yeah. an adult, you got a job. Yeah, you got a job. So got you have to understand how to to get your goal and what to sacrifice yeah. for this goal. Yeah. So everyone started off, you yeah. know, the first day, three, oh, I got 300, I got 500, I got, yeah. Yeah. That, I got a thousand. Yeah. 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 It's cool. Day Everybody. one, day two, day three, that is nothing. It's day 11, 12, 15, 16. When you get to 10,000 is the most important number. When you get to your goal, what will you do? What's next? Will you say, I'm at 10,000. I'm going to take the eight next eight days off. Or you're going to say, you know what? I got eight more days. Let me try to get to 15. Because 10,000, yeah. everyone is doing 10,000. Yeah. So yeah. if you do yeah. 10,000, I do 10,000, yeah. we're both What's at the same level we started. Start from ground so, zero. So if we were both here yeah. and we both shot 10,000, we're both here. Yeah. I gotta understand for me to get in front of you, I gotta shoot more. And and that and that's the thing too. That's the mindset. I, that's why I love when you step for you. When you step to the court, if I step to the track, I'm trying to be the best in the world. Not on my street. Not mm -hmm. in L.A. I'm not trying to be the best on the West Coast. I'm not trying to be, be the best on the East Coast. I'm trying to beat the dude in China. I got to worry about the 400 meter runner in in Asia, in South Africa. I'm trying to be the best in the world. So the only way I have the confidence. 
to knowing that I am going to be the best in the world is to shoot those 10,000 and to shoot 100 more at the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. Is, is to go through the whole week, knock it out, then push it more. To walk away, to be physically, mentally, and spiritually drained in that moment. So I know I gave it my all, so I better myself. Mm-hmm. What we also do when we mess up is we like to compare ourselves to other people. Mm-hmm. We compare, oh, oh, he did 10,000 days, so I, 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 I do 10,000. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What, what if you had 20,000 in you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We like to compare each other to other people and just set the bar just good, good enough, enough to outbeat them. But that's also the nature of a competitor, which is great. Which is, I gotta remember, a real competitor, the world actually doesn't like. They don't like the Westbrooks. Oh, he's too fucking too cocky. And too much. He's too patting, He's yeah. padding his stats. Like he shouldn't. He shouldn't get twenty assists. Yeah. He's <laughs> passing too much. He shouldn't go after thirty rebounds. Let let his teammates get some too. But guess we what? don't like that. Guess what? That guy doesn't know how to go half. But that's the problem because if you really think about what everyone's saying, they're saying, you know what? He's going too hard. Yeah. I can never really? go that hard. I don't. I would never. Wait, wait, go that like hard. when when you think about when people say he's padding his stats, he's he's taking rebounds for his teammates. Oh, so he's hustling harder than yeah. Him. Like like, do you? What would that conversation be like? Like, hey, um, <laughs> ah, you know, I, I know you're averaging a triple double, but if you can average twenty four five and five, let the rest of the team, you know, get some stuff. You know, it'll help us out. And his his answers. Um, so you want me not to play as hard? Just play fifty percent. But why do, you, why do you think that is? That people, I guess, are jealous of that hustle because, because they're, they, they're they, not willing to work at that it, level. They think they think they 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 consider it selfish. Yeah, and I, I think that's what the mindset has really changed. They they think that person who does more is selfish. Yeah. You know, it's like. Kobe Bryant averaging 35. Well, he's selfish. He should pass the ball more to his teammates. Well, if his teammates was at that top talent, as he perceives they should be, then he wouldn't actually have to average 35. He's averaging 35 because they are not where he wants them to be. So what is he supposed to do? Lose games to get them aboard? Or he just going to play as hard as he possibly can until they catch up? Yeah. But, but he's a ball. Then he becomes a ball. <laughs> we we mentioned this with you, Blake. Is obstacles right? So if you yeah. didn't go all out, if you didn't know how to push limits, you wouldn't be where you are. You wouldn't be able to accomplish what you've accomplished. And and, and that's the thing too. Being being born without legs, I tell people my biggest disability is not the fact that I'm missing my legs. My biggest disability is what people think that I can do or cannot do because I'm missing my legs. People all the time we're we're walking and we're hey, do you want to take the elevator instead of the steps? Like. Why? <laughs> well, I can't. I can't walk. I can't walk steps now. Hey, do you want to go this route? You want to take the ramp, or instead of this, like why? Because people assume. You know what I mean. So I had to set my own bar. I had to grow up and say I want to be the best in the world, legs or no legs. So from the day I was born, or the past few years, when I said I want to compete in the Olympic Games. People laugh in my face. They wow. said, <laughs> now I'm like, no, I want to run in the Olympics. Then, then they like, oh, you mean the Olympics, Olympics, and it just blows their whole mind of of what they thought was possible mm-hmm. or what they thought was that could be done, and that's a barrier in itself. I I'm waking up each and every day trying to prove people just to take me serious. Yeah, <laughs> but that you know, 
But that's the fuel. That's the fuel. You know that that that's the fuel of of greatness. When you yeah. when you think about you know greatness of Michael Jordan, he got cut. Yep. His 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 freshman year. Yep. You know the fact the the fact of it is he was better than the guy that he got cut for, but the guy had height, and that's yep. what they needed. So what do you think this kid goes home and do? Works. I'm gonna app. He averaged thirty something on JV <laughs> that year, you know. What I mean? So you know, but this anger, which is kind of funny, the anger he holds yeah. that coach to fueled, fueled this man for greatness. Fueled. He didn't leave to go to another school. Yeah. He stayed there and played for that yeah, coach, coach, sophomore, junior, senior year. But if you listen to him talk, he holds him responsible when. He should be thinking him. Yeah. Because that's what fueled him and kept him fueled all these years. That's what that's what woke him up. Yeah. We have this level of awareness, this level of awakening. Something burns. We go through our lives and mm-hmm. we get burned sometimes mm-hmm. where we thought one way and life teaches us another mm-hmm. way. And we question it to say, damn, how, why did I get burned on this? What did I do mm-hmm. wrong in this moment to put me or make me feel like this. And once you have that moment where you're burned and that fuel and you're mm. angered and you're mad, and you're like, oh, I guarantee I know one thing. <laughs> I won't feel like I, this I, again. <laughs> I, I know one thing I learned from this moment. I guarantee I'll put my life where I'll never feel like this again. Yeah, yeah. But Just, it's, it's, it's also a mixed bag of emotions where you said there's anger, but there's also bitterness. It's, it's there's channeling. also sadness. It's channeling. You know, you're channeling it. And that's exactly what MJ mm-hmm. did was he had that with him. First of all, some people could have just folded and said, you know what, I'm going to go play baseball. I'm going to go and, to another school. Yeah. yeah. Or that's kind and, of and, what and happens what, now. And yeah. that's what parents do now. Right. I, I'm going to go to another school. And then you're going to go to another school. That coach is going to cuddle you and play you and this and this. Right there, you didn't turn in. You didn't turn into the beast you were supposed yep. to supposed turn to into. You altered. You altered. You said said it's not me. It's the coach. The coach is wrong. Right. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. But you got to think about it. That burn has a path for you. You leave to go to another school, and someone cuddles you. The path of greatness got altered. Yep. You might be great going the other path, but you are not what you were supposed to be because this burn was going to make you feel. How not to feel again. Man. And people don't understand that sometimes. That's, like, that's invaluable. Like yeah. people, you would pay millions and millions of dollars for that feeling. Because mm-hmm. that feeling yeah. is <laughs> and, and you get that feeling not from having your good days, but that feeling comes from having your worst, worst, worst days. That feeling only comes from your worst, 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 worst days. The best feeling in the world comes from the worst, worst days. So I'm I, I ask people if you if you have that concept. If you understand that, then that means you should be excited for bad days. Yeah. <laughs> that means you should be excited when bad shit happens in your life. Then if you're excited about that, and then you're excited about the good things, then you should be walking around with a smile on your face 120% out of the time. Because you know everything that's happening in your life is for a right and good direction and reason. I, and Gil has said this before, and this is a great Gil quote. You said, there, I don't have bad days. And it's not like you don't, bad things don't happen, but it's just like if something bad happens, I'm not going to dwell on the negativity of it. This is okay, why I, this I'll be is, on to the next thing. This is why I say I don't have bad days. And this is why people need to understand that that burn, feel, it, it fuels you. If everything positive happens in your life, right? That day you feel tired and fatigued and like, you know what, 
I worked out 10 straight days. Day 11, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let my body rest. <laughs> when you get burned and you have few, that 11th day, when you don't have any more in your body, that burn lets you know, no, 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 no. If you take this day off, you, you might feel this again. So get up and do it. That's why I said there's no bad days. Mm-hmm. I've already had that bad day that I don't want to have it again. Worst. So 11 day, 12 day, 13, there's no days off now. Because, and but that's where, that's where you start edging your teammates. So like during season, like during, during my NBA career, we're practicing in the yeah. summer. I'm practicing with you yeah. every day. We're all doing the same drills. We're all yeah. we're we're not. I'm not going above him. We're <laughs> sl- we're just getting better. We're all stars, superstar. So yeah. I got to figure out a way. How do yeah. I got? How do I get in front of him? So okay, the season. Okay, the season we have. Yeah. You know, we we come to the gym at the same time. Okay, yeah. so I got to come before yeah. him. You know, so he gets on the first bus at five. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a cab. Take a cab. I got the gym by myself. I'm gonna take three hundred makes. See, he has to shoot with a bunch of players. You know, there's three coaches, six players. Oh, he's he's not going to get as many shots as me. So I need to come with my own little, get my shots up. Okay, we have a day off. There is no days off. Oh, I'm going to go to the 24-hour <laughs> fitness, and I'm going to get shots up. I'm going to get shots up right there. So now I'm sitting here during the season just creeping and creeping and creeping and creeping and creeping along to I get to a point where, He's looking at me like, man, 40, 40, 40, 40. like Jesus Christ. This guy is what, an animal. What, 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 what is he doing? We we work out together all no, summer. Not. No, you're not. What, what, what is he doing? <laughs> how how did he get this much better? Because I done I done found the loophole yeah. <laughs> over you. Like when people look at James Harden and they do it now, they didn't do it when I played. Right. Like after games, yeah, yeah. If I had a bad game, if I had an amazing game. Yeah. I stayed after, yeah. got a couple got shots up, got some free yeah. throws going on after the game before I went home. Yeah. Now you see like players like James Harden w- do workouts after yeah, the game. After. You have to. You, you have to. And that's one thing I realize. This is like basketball track. When you get if and for the athletes, if you really want to be on this elite level, if you really want to take it to the elite, 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 the concept of no days off is gonna become your best friend. Mm-hmm. You have to, that whatever lifestyle that you have, if you like taking camping trips, and if you like going outdoors, if you like going to amusement parks, if you if you like hanging out with family, if you like hanging around, whatever you like, you better figure that out <laughs> and understand the concept that there's no days off. There is no resting. Even though you might be recovering your body, you're still watching film. Mentally watching <laughs> film, breaking down, looking at like... <laughs> it's even in the off season because what happens if you get that concept because at some point in time majority of the athletes they get to a point and say you know what I deserve to take a couple of days mm-hmm. off or, you know I, I deserve a break and once they are chilling have their feet kick back and relax and they're drinking their mimosas and they're on <laughs> vacation and stuff you can be in the gym grinding you can be at the track bedding yourself and what happens is this is, this is what it is because you're in it then you're out of it. You're in it. You say you're in the season. Say you're in practice. And you say, you know what? I take, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a few weeks off. I'm going to take a month off. So you take a month off. You chill. You relax. You deserve it. Then you try to get back into it. 
So guess what? It's going to take you another month mm-hmm. just to get back into it. Then by the time you take another month to get back into it, it's been two months just to even start something. Mm-hmm. While you're taking off, I stayed in it. Mm-hmm. So that month you're off, guess what I'm doing? I'm working. That month that you're taking just to get back into it, guess what? I'm in my peak shape. Mm-hmm. But by the time you try to start something, I'm working on something. Mm-hmm. So I already get a head start <laughs> than the rest of the competition. Once I grasped onto that, and what happens is... Once you grasp onto that, there's a few things that that has to go. <laughs> I haven't been home seeing my family in a year and a half. I haven't seen my mom in a year and Fam- a half. Families in Tennessee, Tennessee, right? It had to go because I didn't take no days off. I didn't. I don't go to the club. <laughs> I can't get bottle service. It had to go. Being out. Show, you know what I mean? Being on Instagram, flexing, and and, and, and showing the people in my crate, that had to go because there's no days off. And family and friends and really loved ones get that about you. They know they get it. that's in your nature. They, they get it. To a certain they, extent. They, they, yeah. They get it. <laughs> they get it until... like they. Okay. Family, friends get the concept at, of sacrifice. Yeah. Until you sacrifice them, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, until yeah. you say, yeah. "Mom, I'm not, I'm not coming home this month. I'm not coming home. Yo, yeah, I ain't gonna kick it with y'all today. I'm not, you know." And they start realizing, "Yo, you ain't kicking with us in like six months, seven months. What's up? What's up? We ain't friends no more. Yeah, we friends. I'm, I'm grinding though. You know, I, 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 I'm on a path. I don't have time anymore. I don't have time. I, I had to look at." I had to look at this sheet, and there was no room <laughs> for family. There was no room for friends. Like I, I, I'm sorry. Like y'all, I mean, if you can, if you can't understand that, then we're not really friends. Yeah. People don't get that. No, they like, don't. I mean, to be honest, can anybody say who was Kobe Bryant's friends? Who was Tiger Woods' friends? Like, I mean, has anybody ever seen an interview like, yo, this is my best friend. We grew up together. Look, Jordan, this is my best friend. His best friends was his teammate, Charles Oakley. Like, like when you think about the, 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 the cream of the crop and you say, all right, what is there? Okay, friends, like, we, I ain't. You don't have a life. You don't have a, you know, you, you don't, don't see their life. friends. Don't you don't. Them. You know, because they're so busy on the path and people don't understand, listen, to gain something, you got to get rid of something. Just imagine that starting off something, you're at a level 10, right? For you to add something to it you want, you have to take something yeah. out of it. So for, for, for me to want, you know what, I want to make it to the NBA, I want to be an all-star, right? That's two more points. I'm already at 10. Well, I need to get down to eight. I need to toop, toop to fill these two in. Something has to go. Something has to go. And then when I want to say, you know, I want to be a Hall of Famer, I got to take something else out of this, 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 tin, this tin list pal. Boop. Like, and people don't understand that. You, you have to sacrifice to get what you want. Nothing comes for free. Nothing. Especially something great, and that's why I, I love like, something. Like you said, it's like that. It's that like, Shit, even water costs now. Man, it's expensive. <laughs> hey, 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 and the water, you, hey, the water that's free, it ain't healthy for you. <laughs> I don't even want that. It's that Flint water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that. like life recovery. Water. Yeah, not like that. Um, all right, so what? Actually, it's a good time. We want to we want to talk about uh, something very special here with the No Chill Podcast. We want to take a minute to talk about Stitch Fix. Gil, we signed up for this, nice. and we want to tell people how this works. So uh, we want to make you look good, Gil. We have obviously for our uh, Viewers, you're wearing 
a one of one Larry Hughes jersey. <laughs> this is not a one of one. This is Larry Hughes' it's game. Autographed. Yeah, it's autographed by Larry Hughes. Because his birthday's coming up. Okay. You know, and that's my big bro, so I want to represent of, you know. Yeah. So you're representing Larry, but then with Stitch Fix, what we're gonna do with you is we're gonna make you look good. We're gonna okay. style you up. Uh, to another, another level. So Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. So it works with the, the Gilbert Arenas lifestyle. So fans of the No Chill podcast, go to stitchfix.com slash no chill. Tell them your size, what styles you like, and how much you want to spend on each item. Oh, and we, wow. Then we go from there. Okay. Uh, really cool concept. Uh, what happens is they pair you with your own personal stylist who handpicks five items and they send them right to you. So you pick them out online, ships to you. Uh, try them out, pay for what you love, and then return the rest. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. Easy, right? Um, no subscription. Just sign up and receive scheduled shipments and get your fix whenever you want it. So for fans of the podcast, there's a styling fee. It's $20. It applies to anything you keep. Uh, and what you do, go to stitchfix.com slash nochill exclusively for us and fans of our podcast. Get an extra 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. So stitchfix.com slash no chill. Gil, you're signed up? Yes. Want to see on this podcast how it looks? All right. Uh, all right. It's going to fit you. So it'll be all right. the, I can tell you right now, style. if they see me five items, I'm going to pay for two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing all five, and I'm going to send three back. You know, you know. Just, you're just going to try to get it. Like the point yeah, is, you know, we're like we going we to wear all five items, but, yeah. you know, we might not pay for all yeah. five. <laughs> well, you'll you'll <laughs> love them so much yeah. that you'll want to pay for all okay, five. I'm like, okay. And then, you know, we have the discount, too, and it's a personal style. You have your nice. own style, so it's going to fit in with your own your Okay, own so flavor. I can't do the, the Kim Kardashian. Take pictures of the red bottoms and send them back, and it's part of my... But you do the selfie thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, look for more selfies uh, with, with Gilbert and the Stitch Fix. So, all right, so the one thing I want to talk to you about, Blake, um, is that when you got to a point when you realized, you know, you said you don't really accept limitations. Right, right. You don't, and I think Gil can relate to yeah. this. You don't want to be told no. Right. Man. Somebody, t- somebody tells me no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to find a solution to this and I'm going to figure I think that's how you guys connect in your stories is that, okay, tell me I can't do something. Guess what? Go fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's being told no and, and proving people wrong. Hey, I love that. Oh, I love, I love, I love, and, and, and there's two, there's two types. Of, I love that. I get, I get excited yeah, about that, yeah, right? Yeah. I, I like it. There's and there's two types of people in this world. There's some people that when they're told no or talked about or talked about, or, you know what I mean? Neg- negativity comes their way or something bad. They they shut down. They mm-hmm. shut down. They're like, oh, you're right. I had these insecurities. You know what I mean? Let me go and work on those things. You, obviously, you're right and I'm wrong. I'm the opposite. I'm sure you're, you're the opposite too. When somebody talks shit to me or talks bad about me, I'm like, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. come on, give, give, give me more. What, what, what else do you think? So I can, I can prove you wrong, yeah, right? Yeah. For me, they, the doctors, the experts, these are experts. Told me that I would never run a day in my life. Let's go compete for the Olympic Games. Mm-hmm. Right? How old were you when you heard that? I mean, I heard that since day one. Since day right. I was born, three years old, four years old, five years old, six years old. I had to go to consultations and see orthopedists and get surgeries from the time I was four or five. They put me in a wheelchair and a full body, a half body cast at, at five years old. You know what I mean? To where I couldn't even walk. I had to roll around for eight weeks. They, you know what I mean? They always tell me you can't do this or you can't do that. I've been told that my whole life and I love it. 
I love it because I love proving somebody mm-hmm. wrong. Because the second you prove them wrong, you've changed their perspective. And they thought one way and they, 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 they're convicted by it. They're mm-hmm. like, ah, this yeah. is, I, I was raised like this. I know this. <laughs> uh-huh. Then you prove them wrong, then it makes them change their whole perception mm-hmm. and perspective of what they, how they viewed life. And if you can do that by working hard, Right by not giving up, then you can pour into them. Once you break that, then they're like, okay, what else was I wrong about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang, I thought this one thing, teach me more. more teach, me. teach me more. And the only thing that we're teaching, the only thing that we're trying to teach is to stay open-minded and put no limitations to your story. Is to, is to think outside the box, right? And to say anything is truly possible. Because once we get told no, and then we go and do it, then you have this moment, it's like, damn, I, I did that pretty easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What 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 else can I do? What 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 more can I do? Right, this whole time I thought I could never. My whole sole goal was to qualify for the Olympic Games to run forty five point three five seconds. I said that the day that I do that in the four hundred meters, I break Oscar Pistorius' world record and I'd qualify for the Olympic for the par- for the Olympic trials. Right, and I'd be the first double leg amputee ever to qualify for the trials. I did that last year. Mm-hmm. I did that two years ago. I, bro- I broke that record and went 44.4 seconds and broke ran about a whole second faster than I ever fathomed. What's next? Mm-hmm. My whole but life. Wait, wait, wait. What's next? Well, what you did is amazing. Mm-hmm. Let's just not, let's not just speed right That's amazing it, too. No, it, 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 it is, but it's amazing because that's, that's the farthest I could take it. Mm-hmm. That's that I could only, I couldn't even fathom the fact that because that 44 put me eighth in the world and fourth in the nation. That's legs or no legs. That's the fastest runners in the world. I was ranked top 10 and top five in the nation, right? But, but who's to say I can't go faster? Mm-hmm. Who's to say I can't be number one? Mm-hmm. Why not? And the reason why I'm having this moment of clarity Cause my whole life, the people around me couldn't even fathom the fact that I was even walking. So let they could even even get to the conclusion <laughs> that I'm the number one fastest runner in the world. Mm-hmm. But that's my purpose. Mm-hmm. That's my mission. That's my vision. So if I don't execute that, how can I expect somebody else? So it's not their fault to be negative. Honestly, it's not their fault that they're negative. It's not their fault that they're telling me no. Cause that's the only thing that they mm-hmm. can fathom. But it's my responsibility. To prove to yeah. them, to take that, to be like, nah, y'all are wrong. <laughs> and that's when you start changing lives. That's when you start changing perspective. Because people can, by just by looking at someone, they assume that's the way it is, right? That's, it's, like, it's, it's, that's the biggest disjustice that mm-hmm. can happen. People want to feel sorry. It's one of these things. It's They want to feel sorry. Yeah. You know, it's like something morally is wrong with them. Yeah. Or us that when we see someone handicapped, or yeah. we we want to feel sorry. Yeah. We want to feel sorry. Let me open a door for yeah. you. It's it's like we're, we're trying to be companion, but it's like like some people. Wait, no, I know how to fucking walk. I know how to, I know how to push the fucking yeah. button. Get the fuck off. They're actually hurting. Us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're actually hurting, hurting them, them more than helping, them, mm-hmm. and it's their more their insecurities. It's it's and, that, and that's what I realized. I'm out and about. And I'm walking, and, and I'm, I'm in my own zone, y'all. I'm out here swagging. I got some fresh J's on. I'm doing, my, I'm doing my life. But somebody sees me 
and my prosthetic legs. And it takes them back to a moment that they can reference to prosthetic legs, whether it was an aunt mm-hmm. or an uncle or a cousin or a niece or a nephew or somebody disabled in their families. And then they maybe they didn't treat that person like they should, should have. have. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they didn't step up to the plate when they had the opportunity. So, so since they didn't do that in that moment, they feel obligated mm-hmm. to help me out in that moment, right? And so they feel, oh, you, you, you need help? Do you, is it because they're dealing with something yeah, yeah. internally that they haven't dealt with yet? So it's up to me to accept that, right? And to not only show them, like, I really don't need your help. This is what, this is what I, I love people. I want them to understand. Me being disabled, I don't need your help. People want help. Mm-hmm. I want to help you. Oh, do you need help? What, what can I help you with? I don't need your help. People, disabled people don't need your help. They need you to challenge them. Mm-hmm. It needs time to figure out, okay, you're missing your legs. Okay, you might have trouble balancing, but I'm going to challenge you in this area. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're in a wheelchair and you might have, you know what I mean, steps might not be the best, but I can still challenge you mm-hmm. in this area. It, as an able-bodied person... It's up to you to figure out how to challenge somebody without making it uncomfortable to somebody with a disability mm-hmm. instead of feeling sorry for them. And when you feel sorry for somebody, you're not doing them a justice. You're just like, ah, you're just passing them along for the next person and the next person. It's just like it does nobody any good whatsoever. Hopefully we're considerate of you. I think that, that's uh, one thing. Yeah. You at least want to consider what people are going through, disability or even just like if you're dealing with a personal thing or right. a family, whatever it is, like you always want in human nature, you want to be considerate of the people. See, I think I, I think we battle. I think we battle the being a a, a douchebag <laughs> or being a helper. You know, so it's like yeah. one of those things. Is like if I'm going in the elevator, right, and I see him walk in, and I'd be like, eh, take the fucking stairs, click, yeah, yeah. and then yeah, close yeah, the yeah. stairs and make him. I'm a dickhead. You know, you know, so, you know, but you know, if I see him coming and I hold the elevator and he starts walking up the stairway, I'm like, yeah, you know, you know you're sitting. Thought about that. Yeah, but but I'm saying it's you, on you, them you, too. You're sitting here battling that. this thing, but you got to really understand, <laughs> like, yo, it's. They have their own perception and reality of what they wanted. If they wanted to go through the elevator, they would say, yo, yo, can you hold yeah. the elevator for me? So I think we have to. Listen and look and, yeah. and perceive also instead of just assuming. Right, right. And, and you know, because there's sometimes where I'm sitting here yep. holding, holding the elevator yep. and then they just go up the stairs like, yep. oh. Yeah, and, 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 and it's a conversation. I got that one wrong. Yeah, it's a conversation. <laughs> it's just having that conversation and acknowledging, like you're saying, just being open and perceiving mm-hmm. it and walking a mile in, you know what I mean? Walk a mile in my shoes, walk a mile in my legs. Mm-hmm. Just, and, mm-hmm. and I know it's tough because, you, you know, some people would never wear prosthetic legs, but just taking that time to try just try to understand, you know what I mean, what I'm trying to get done. Try to understand what I'm mm-hmm. trying to get achieved. And we're in a we're in a, in a, a very exciting era or age in 2018 for the disabled 2019. community. 2019. Yeah. Shit, 2019. Happy New Year. Happy New Year 2019, right? It's you know, I grew up in an age, I'm, I'm 29 now. I grew up in an age where disability, if you have a disability in the family, you would just kind of just brush it mm-hmm. under the rug. I mean, you know what I mean? There were some family members that didn't leave the household. You know what I mean? Because they didn't want to embarrass, the, you know what I mean, the family. And and, and and that's okay. That's the reality. It's not It's not okay, but it's okay to acknowledge it, to say that we're working in the right direction. And yeah, we didn't treat 
the disabled community the right way in the past, but we're working on it in the future for this equality movement. Mm -hmm. We're working on this, we're working to the future for accepting for everybody for their flaws and all, and, and seeing what talents they can bring to the table. You know, so funny, I'm, 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 I'm on a fence yeah. right now yeah. with social media. Mm. Um, so if you look at everyone who's becoming famous, right? You know, first they had a guy named Fish something, and then you had, um, uh, it's the birds, it's the birds, yeah, yeah, H. Houston, and then you got Daddy Longneck, and then you got the guy who has the, um, yeah. the buff neck, yeah. which he has a disease. Yeah, yeah, he has a disease, yeah. yeah. I'm sitting here looking back and realizing are we making these people famous so we can laugh at them? Are we laughing with them or are we laughing at them? Yeah, and I'm, I'm sitting here it's like, we're promoting them, pushing them to mock them. Yeah, right. We're, 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 we're technically mo mocking we're, them. It's like we're letting them mock, we're, we're making them famous so we can mock them. Right, right, right. Like, I mean, right. you're seeing these kids go like, you know, a million, million yeah. followers, two million followers, and it's like, what's your intention? Yeah, what's your, yeah. Why? Because I mean, why? you got you know. Clearly, these these kids have disabilities, but they are technically now being comedians yeah. when we're laughing right at them. Are we laughing at them? Or are we laughing? Yeah, with and because if you think about it, if you really look at majority of the stuff they do, is not funny. It's not funny. But we're laughing because it it, it seems like it helps us feel better about ourselves. Right. 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 You it know does. what I mean? Oh, we can laugh at it. So yeah. okay. It was, it, I was feeling uncomfortable because of his disability, but he's making fun of it. Okay. okay. Good. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah, and, I'm sitting, and I'm sitting here just yeah. like, uh, we're, we're, we're fucked up. Yeah. yeah. But well, when you get that attention on social media and it goes really big, I think it's on them, hopefully, to utilize that attention. See, that, and that's where it falls. I think it falls back on... These these people who are, are are getting famous, you know what I mean, with because of their disability. What are they doing with this platform? What are you what are you what are you doing with now? You have all eyes on you. What message are you going to send? That's that's the answer to your. But that's the problem. Yeah, you gotta, that's you gotta, the You got to think about they're they're blowing up off of comedy, mm -hmm. right? They're blowing up off of comedy, or they're like the the big neck got mm -hmm. in trouble mm -hmm. and it, it, it. so. To them, it's like, you know what? I truly don't give a fuck these people laughing at me. Right. I'm getting attention that I've never had before. Right. So yeah. I'm not going to break that by saying anything Same. serious. Right, right. You know, I'm not going to no. say, Same you know, no. like I'm Daddy Longlegs. I still don't know what yeah. disease he has because yeah. he's never addressed it. He's just going to go out there right. and be funny and dance. And, and it's like, yo, you can, you can help. You can help raise money. Yeah. You can help raise yeah. money to other people in these type of yeah. conditions. Same thing with the guy it's, with the neck. Like you, There's a purpose behind like you, you channel it. And they, and they don't. They're just like, fuck that. I'm While sorry. I have the time, I'm going to let everybody just I'm, I'm here riding this way. But here's yeah. the problem. This is, what, this is what I want like people to realize. And, and, you, and you know this, too. Over, if you get overnight success, you look at lottery winners, whatever. If you're not prepared for that success... If you don't have that mental mindset of saying, this is coming to me, mm -hmm. and this has been my plan, so when, once this comes, this is what I'm going to do once I get that. If you don't have that, there is no possible way you can sustain it. Mm -hmm. So it's going to come. And go. Pew, as quick as it comes, 
It's out of there. But so, Gil, you've probably seen this. There's there's guys that aren't prepared for that. That spotlight can burn you up. What's so funny is mentally, the idea of anything has came through our has came through our minds. So yeah. you know, if a, if a guy says, you know, you know, one day I'm gonna be in the NBA, yeah. you know, he's working unconsciously. He makes it. Yeah. Right. Okay. You're there. Now what? What's and that? then they fall because. Once they got there, it was like, oh, yeah, I made it. Woo. Like, what's next? What's you, next? You, you made it to what you first envisioned. Now, what's next? How do you stay? You do you have a plan? Like, just making it. <laughs> like, do you have thing. a plan? <laughs> yeah. you, so you, you're here now. So you get, you I guess you it? never had a plan once you got here. You, you're like someone, I remember someone asking me, <laughs> said, yo, your dream was to make it to the NBA. I was like, yeah. You, you made it. What's now next? what? I said, what do you mean now what? What is your dream? Now? You made it to the NBA. What is your dream now? To be a starter, to be an all-star, a Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, in the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. All of that. You didn't even think about it. I Never said, even thought about no, it. No, that's what he said. <laughs> you might want to sit there and think about yeah. it. You made it to the NBA. So all the work you yep. did to get here panned out. What are you going to do now to get to the next Round. Dreams, and I'm sitting here like, and you just trying to take in the dreams that you have. Like, yeah, and I'm sitting like I'm not even enjoying, like the the, the, the I moment. made it to the NBA. The I'm moment. sitting here like, wait, wait, what? Wait, this is the moment. Like, you know how many sleepless nights you've had as a and, kid? Like, you and, about and, it. it was the but it was the best question he he could have asked me at that time because at that time, at that time I was. I was depressed because right. Right. I wasn't playing in the right. NBA. I was right. sitting on the bench. You know, right. I didn't have, I spent all my money before uh, draft <laughs> thinking I was going to be a number 10 pick. I was a 31 pick. So shit, all my, all my money went to this stupid ass GGH. You know, back then everybody wore the long oh, chain oh, yeah. with the big old yeah. emblems. Yeah. You know, so I had the GGA, the yeah. I had the GGA yeah. solid, you know, so I spent all my, so I'm, I'm an NBA player yeah. suffering. Depressed. So I'm not practicing. I'm not practicing with the. T so I'm sitting here, and when he asked me that, I'm like, "Wait, yeah, wait. I, I did work my ass off to get here, and it got me here. Yeah. To this moment yeah. right now of sitting on an NBA bench, which is I'm an NBA player. Well, if I want to start and take someone's position." I gotta work fucking harder now. Yeah, you get to get to another level. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work. And then from that day, I, six in the morning, we yeah. practice at eleven. I'm there at six, getting shots up, getting work. And then my game, yeah. Like, I'm not even gonna lie, they was kicking my ass yeah. in practice. Yeah, I. Th that was the depressing. Like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I am number fifteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I am the fifteenth player. I am yeah. not as good yeah. as yeah. what I thought yeah. I was, yeah. and. I'm a second round pick, so I must have been fooling myself. So I started shooting, getting on the on the, on the machine, shooting thousands of shots, getting there at eight in the morning, running, doing line drills, working. I, I, okay, what move did he do to kick yeah. my ass in front of coach that got me benched? Okay, that means he likes to fake left before he goes right. And I started picking up this, yeah. and then all of a sudden, I started closing the gap. Now I'm number thirteen. Now started I'm number twelve. Together. Now I'm a. Now I'm subbing in. In the first quarter, now I'm a starter. Now you, now you win it. You know, it's like okay, I'm a. I'm, I'm, I started. What's what's 
I, I saw it in the next? NBA, and then from there, just you know what? I want to be an All Star Hall. Yeah. Of, I, then, yeah, then from yeah. there, it's like, you know what? I'm just on a journey of working. Working, that's it. And that was the thing. That, that's what stuck out to me, what you just said. At your highest point, you've, you've, you've made your wildest NBA dreams. I know your family is crazy. You put the, you put the city on the map, mm -hmm. right? You are at the peak of the peak of the peak, and you still had to humble yourself. Mm -hmm. Wow. You still had to take a step back because, and say, Because there was more. That's more. It, you know, it's more. And, and I, I tell people... Like when they they compare LeBron and Jordan, right? You know, because LeBron's breaking all of his yeah. records. Yeah. And I said, the the problem is this. It's easier for LeBron to break Jordan's record than it was for Jordan to set the records. Because you gotta remember, these records he was setting. He didn't have anybody right. to chase. 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 He was, you know. So when you sit here and say, "Man, it's you know, LeBron is on year seventeen, and he's gonna catch Jordan's mm. all-time scoring this year," you know, which makes him better. But if you put everything in perspective, yeah, Jordan missed his second year due to foot broke his foot. Yeah, yeah. he missed two years in his of prime, retirement man. of retirement, yeah. and then. He came back to Washington. If he had known, if he had, if I can look into the future yeah, and, and see <laughs> LeBron James is going to knock me off. He would have stayed. I would have pushed this number up yeah. to. And he was a competitor. You know, George. 245,000 yeah, 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 points, 50,000. He would have felt it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, was, it's one of those things that there was never. Yeah. A goal. Yeah, it was never a goal. There's never a goal. He was just going. It was just never. going and going and going. Like, you know, with, you know, um, Reggie Miller. Yeah. Once you broke the record and it's your record, you don't, you know, it's. Why take it to, you know what I mean? You know, you, like, don't, you don't have no steps to yeah. take it to if you don't give yourself personal goals. So yeah. when you see someone at, like Curry yeah. coming, he's looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has something. He has something. Yeah, goddammit. I'm, I'm that's, coming for That's where I'm at. That's where you know, I'm going You to. don't look down and say someone. Yeah, you, behind you. you know, oh, I'm, I'm 100, 100 shots up. Like, you got, <laughs> you, like, as I said, I look at it like this. You know, to be a real competitor, to be a real true competitor, you have to think about the futures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to think about that future. Like, if you are the man on top, yeah. your competition is the teenagers. Is the, young. Is the teenagers, <laughs> the youth, someone that's not being born. Yeah. It's hard to, 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 to think about it, yeah. but you're dominating your group. That means your competition is going to come 10, 15, 20 years from now. Man. So if you don't, if you don't push yourself you to its fullest, that person will knock you off that, that That's a next level of competition. But that's next because level. Because that, that is kind of a, you have to rarefied air to be at that level to be like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm up amongst the elite. Now I'm gonna do this for the elite generation Man, that's gonna elite. come. You're battling like the decades future. after. You, you're me. battling something that's not even but, present but, right now. Because you, you mentioned Jordan, and at his time it was competing with who? Bird and Magic. And mm -hmm. it was about what? Championships. So they said, you, okay, your score, great. Yeah. Win. Yeah. And that was his fuel. So he's like, I don't, the numbers are one thing. I'm gonna sacrifice numbers to win. Yeah, see, and I think that was the problem with Jordan's career that. Once he won his third championship, it's the first time in NBA history. Do it again. No, 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 it was one of those things like, 
I did it. I'm the best man on the planet. My team is the yeah. best on the yeah. planet. And I'm going to take these two years off. Yeah, that was the thing. You know, got to remember. Like, what then, challenges do I have? But then that's the thing. Is like, he should have had, of course, everyone think eight championships yeah, in right. a row, maybe ten. Yeah. But because there was no there was challenges there anymore for him. That it was he enough. Just, yeah. Like right now, like Westbrook. And this is how easily people see greatness and just be like, it's okay. He is on his third year of a triple double season. It's ridiculous. And man. we're pretending it's average. that it's <laughs> normal. That is the that is the sad part about it, that we're pretending that what this man is doing. I don't care about That's the ridiculous. wins. The losses, what he's doing Averaging. as an individual, <laughs> we're pretending that what he's doing is fucking. Yeah. I remember there was a time where LeBron was averaging 32, 6, and 6. And we was losing it. We used to say, <laughs> man, he's flirting with Oscar Robertson numbers, right? We, we, they even tweaked yep. Oscar Robinson's number to fit LeBron in them. Like, it's like only LeBron and this person is in the same category with Oscar Robinson. The only two people, the only three people to average 32, you know, eight and eight. And then when you look at the numbers, like, well, he averaged, he averaged 13 and 10. Yeah. <laughs> this guy averaged eight and eight. That's not a fucking, you just dumped, you just dumped his stats yeah. down to fit him in. Right? And, you know, his greatness was like, yeah. look what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when a guy comes in and averaged that triple-double, we're like, whoa, man, this was. And then the second year is like, well. They did it before. He's, he's, he's stat chasing. And it's, it's, this one don't they count. Don't even find somebody. Now this year, you don't even hear about it. I didn't, what's so funny? I watch. I didn't even realize he averaged a triple double this year because no one even talks about, about it. Even talking and you about watch right the games and you're so used to it. You're so, like, and that's the problem. And that's the problem is that when greatness is going on, mm. I don't think we really perceive it. I think we like the idea. We don't, we don't understand it. We don't. We like the idea of coming to yeah. the top. Yeah. I don't think we like the ideal of staying, staying on it, staying on at the Which top. is the hardest thing to do. Right. Which is the, the hardest, hardest thing, thing to do. do. I don't think we like this concept. Right, right. Like, right. like if you look at any action hero, yeah. he's, he comes from nothing to something. something. And for us to like him again, yeah. he something has to happen for him to go back down here like a we, rock. We love the underdog stories. To go back yeah. up. Like, it's like that's what we enjoy. Yeah. We did not enjoy someone at the top, and then he just stays Stay. there. It's like, oh, nah, fuck. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's, what's the Batman quote? Remember, uh, be a hero. I'm and long, then um, long, stay there long enough. Long enough to be the villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 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 hero. You stay long enough to be there. And I think that's the problem with us is like we like the comeback stories. Yeah. Right. We like. But some, why can't we just yeah. appreciate what you are and you stay that way? Sustain greatness. I respect that hell out of that. Because if you are if if you don't know how to. To be great, to sustain it, you you don't know the concept. You know the concept of struggling and getting yeah. to the top. Staying to the top, no one really understands 
how to do it unless you're doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, we know Mayweather is 51 and 0. Mm-hmm. At 30 and 0, we pay to see him lose. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, he's going to beat him. We yeah, I, 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 we, we, we want to see, see, right. see we, that we, moment of. We were rooting for him. Yeah. But we want to see him lose. Right. Just so he can lose so, to come back. Right. So we can be like, yeah. We love the comeback. Yeah, it's like we, we love, love the comeback. But where, that that narrative is generated where? The media. Through all these stories. Oh, yeah, like, how to yeah. pick things apart. We love to talk about where this guy's going to go and play it's next. Not, like, why can't he stay there and be happy with him there? It's the media. But I just think it's just us. Just as people. That, but within the circle of athletes, is it like that? Because or, or do you just respect the hell of a guy that's doing it? Like if you're an athlete. you got to remember, level. if you're an athlete, you understand what it took to get somewhere. Right. And then... Because you're not on the top, you understand that he must be doing something more than me. Right. So an athlete respects. It's a level of respect. Mm-hmm. You know, what a, a, a Kobe Bryant or Jordan brung to the game and how it takes. But a fan doesn't understand Brady. Right. Yeah. Greatness. Because right. they don't they see greatness. what's yeah. done yeah. on the field within no, you, the within the competition, but they don't see the 24-hour, the life. That no, you, no you, don't, you don't see, you don't like, people don't like, cons- they, they like the ideal of consistency. Yeah. But don't like consistency. Yeah, it's like, like Brady, why do we hate him? He's right. like, oh, he's too we, perfect. We, right. he's too yeah. So, oh, it's just Tom Brady again. <laughs> yeah. No, look, Tom it's Brady, it's the Tom Patriots Brady. again. Like, yeah. it, it's like, it's like, it becomes boring. Right, it comes... And like, I also think too is especially with fans like we we this idea of fairness we like we like it being fair. fair is is it fair or not you know what I mean when they line up or when they, when this team goes against that team is it fair and, but the reality of it is when it comes not only in sports but in life ain't shit fair no. ain't, ain't no. nothing no. fair in life. So once we kind of get over that, that you are going to have people that's better than others, you're going to have some people that work harder than others, mm-hmm. then you're going to have some people that stay on top longer than others. This whole new concept of not keeping score to these new basketball games for kids and stuff, like it, it kills me. It, everybody's a winner? No, not everybody's you, a winner. What you did, track and field specifically, it, it's results. You either won the race, there's no, there's no one remember saying or you lose, right? right? You won, right? Like right now, think about what I was saying. James Harden. What is the narrative now? Oh, man, he's just boring to watch. Right. He's boring to watch because he's scoring 40 every yeah. night because easy? no one can stop him. Oh, but it's a boring 40. But now, Guess what? It's but 40, that's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. Now, because every shot damn near goes in, we're like, this is boring. <laughs> we're bored. Like, I, I'm, I'm so bored because no one's stopping him. So it's he's a fucking boring player now. Let me turn to someone who's more exciting. What? What? So like, him scoring forty and fifty every night is not exciting anymore. But that's the narrative. Yeah. Think about the narrative that like, you got analysts yeah. out there saying he's boring. It's boring. It's boring. Watch at your best because he cannot be stopped, and that is. Is the wrong? I think that's what got um, LeBron hated. Yeah, is that got boring? If if you look at everyone who's made a name off of him, what did they truly do? Like when Kawhi made his name off of stopping LeBron, 
If you look at LeBron's stats, he averaged 28.8, <laughs> you know, nine assists, six. He shot 53% yeah. from the field, 50% from the free throw line. He had the best rating as an individual player in the whole playoffs. Yeah. And quiet stopped him. And you, <laughs> you stopped him, so you get MVP. I think the idea yeah. of them thinking you stopped yeah. him because you won the That's game gave you the MVP. And then, you know, my, my fellow alumni, you know, Iggy, mm. he averaged 39, 13, and 9 on you in the finals. <laughs> and the media made us believe you did a great yeah. job yeah. sticking him. Yeah. And it's like, wait, wait a minute. Like We put together some highlight clips, so it looks yeah, like you got to stop and there, but let's look at the numbers. But at that's the end what of the I'm day. saying is like, we're, we try to find ways for the greats. To come down off the mm -hmm. pedestal. Yeah, we like we, to. We like it. We like to bring them off of it. We like, but, we like to put them there. Right. Then we like, okay, you've been there too long. Get off. Yeah, you get off. You know, let, 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 yeah. let somebody else enjoy it yeah. for a little bit, you selfish we motherfucker. We don't want you know? anybody. They're not the chosen one. No, <laughs> they want somebody they else. Right. They yeah. can't be. We I, want the next chosen I, and one. And I think it's something too, being, some people have a problem being so close to the chosen one. Because mm -hmm. I think when they're so close to the chosen one, then they, they feel like they missed out. They it could have been them. If I was that close to them. Damn, how come it wasn't me? Yeah. How come it, 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 it's them? And there's almost this jealousy. Mm. So when somebody falls off their pedestal, it makes them feel like, oh, thank God. Whew. I thought they was the one for a second. Oh, they're just like us. They're just like, they're yeah. just like, they're but, just like it, me. What's so funny is you're fighting this right now. Right. Where the ideal of you going to the Olympics, yeah, let's, yeah, go to the Olympics, get out there, run, woo! Go for you. <laughs> Oh, what? Oh, shitty one. Oh, oh. Ah, no, cheating. We didn't want you in. No, we didn't, we, we didn't want you to win. <laughs> Fuck that. No, we didn't. We were rooting for you be, to be there. We didn't want you to win. No, no, whoa, no, no, whoa, no. Whoa, we don't whoa. want that kind of greatness. That, and that's that's what's going on with you. That's, right that's what they're trying to do. And that is how life is. That's how people try to play you. And they, they build you up and build you up. We want to see you do great. We want to see you do best. And then once you channel like channel that and bring that and have this level of greatness that the person that's been supporting you or thought that it was in your corner that they can never even have, they start hating mm -hmm. very, very quick. They want you there, but they don't want you better than them. They want you good, but they don't want you great. And that's what it is if you're not prepared for that. Whatever negativity, they're gonna to try to bring you down. They're going, they're gonna try anything and everything to bring you down. So if you're number one, you thinking everybody's gonna love you because you're number one, you're wrong. You're gonna be number one, and you're gonna be the most hated individual in the game. And and all your intentions can be pure. You can have the most pure intentions, but because you're balling, they are going to hate you. Mm -hmm. So be prepared for it. It's coming. But for you specifically, Blake, where you, you're, let's talk about your situation. Yeah. So with the blades, for what you're doing competitively, people are saying that is an unfair advantage. Yeah. So you got, you have to understand, they're hating on a dude without legs. They're hating on a man <laughs> without. They are so cold out here. They will hate on a man without legs. So imagine what they would do to you mm -hmm. if you're able body and trying to be great. Imagine what they would do to you. And it's basically saying, I was running, I was running, same legs. If, if you go back and look at my 2012 interviews, this is back in 2011, 2012. I said, yeah, my name is Blake Lieber. I want to run, I run in the Paralympic Games. I like to go to Paralympic Games, but, but my ultimate goal is to run the Olympics. I was saying this back in 2012, 2013. <clears throat> yeah, Paralympics is great, but my, and I'm about a couple seconds off, but my ultimate goal is to run the Olympics. I wasn't hiding this. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to 
you know, finagle around and pop up on it. I've been talking about this for the past 10 years of my life. A couple years ago, I break my break Oscar's world record. They publicized it. Everybody knew about it, but I was just good enough just to barely make it. Mm -hmm. Just to barely make it. It was a great story. Oh, they they used my story. This look yeah, at look at the inspiration. <laughs> Can you believe a man with no legs ran ran in, in national championships? Good for him and good for us because we let it's him run right. with us, right? But this year, the second when I say the 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 exact second, I became. Okay, this is cute. This is fun to a threat. Like my forty-four-four would have made any Olympic team in history. Mm -hmm. That forty-four-four would have—I would have won a medal at the Olympic Games. Like once that happened, whoa, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute, oh, wait a minute. We don't want you better than us, because then you're better than us. That makes us look less than. We cannot have that. If that's the message that they're trying to send. Then that's something I can't sit down for. That's something I can't be about. And how many times have we been we've been oppressed or been told that hey, we want you around, but we, want, we don't want you to beat us because we're still in. Control. We want you at the table, but we don't want. That, yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's right. what I said. They want you just good enough so we can praise you. Like, oh right. man, better luck next time. You almost, almost made it. it. Oh my God. Put his hand up. Everybody clap, everybody clap for him. You know, <laughs> you know, you got the whole room standing ovation. And then soon as you get, oh, gotta remember, all that praising got you to keep going. And Same once people. you got over the hump, they're like, they, they stop mid-clap, like, 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 no, clap like, oh. like, wait a minute, guy. This is unfair advantage. Let's, let's, unfair. Just, let's check all this shit out. Well, you didn't check that shit out when you was raising my fucking hand five <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah. Making yourself feel good. Like, yeah, when I was being paraded around for all this and getting all the hops up. Now you want to check on me because I I'm actually qualified now. Now now I have the talents. <laughs> yeah. But I now I have, now I'm good enough. But how many times in our lives have we been paraded around as humans mm -hmm. for somebody else's gain? Then mm -hmm. when it's our time to cash in, when it's our time that we deserve because we put the time and the efforts in, but it's not with their agenda. They will stop you. And not only will they stop you, this is the scary part that you know, they will go out their way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What? You mean tell me you wake up to go out your way to, to stop my blessings? What kind of devilish <laughs> demon? Like, I'm not even bothering well, you. That, that really, really fucked with your mind, you, when you hit this point. Yo. And you're like, it almost can create this paranoia. Paranoia. Uh, where I and thought, you've gone through that. It's crazy. It's I mean, I'm going through right through, through there. I, I honestly, in my head, I had this number. Like if I if I hit this number, my life would change for forever, right? You know, I look at Oscar Pistorius's life. He went to the Paralymp uh, Paralympic Games and Olympic Games in 2012. He was the first double leg amputee, first disabled individual human to run in the Olympic Games. And I ran against him in the Paralympics. So he ran the Olympics in 2012. Came, we competed against each other in in the Paralympics. I'll never forget. 200 meters in a packed stadium in the London Olympic Games. 85,000 people. They called his name. I'm in lane six. He's in lane five. They say Oscar Pistorius. All 85,000 people stood up and gave him a round of applause, thanking him. Thank you for what you did for the mm -hmm. world, right? And I'm, I'm in the stadium, like, seeing this mm -hmm. and, and experiencing this. And I'm like, yo, 
this is what I want. That's that. That's what I live for. That's what I'm going to go get. Where was he at at that time with things? Because obviously he was kind of at the, the yeah. forefront of this whole. That he just, he ran in the Paralympics. I mean, ran in the Olympics and ran in the Paralympics. So mm-hmm. his endorsements was through the roof. Mm-hmm. He was the face of the of the Olympic and Paralympics. Unfortunately, he got he got in trouble. Yeah, his crazy stories. After that, but. I got to feel that. Yeah, what did, got, what did you take away from I him? I took away being, from that. He's out here changing lives mm-hmm. by running one lap around the track. And that was the world telling him, thank you for your hard work and your efforts. And we embrace you and we love you. I wanted that, right? So I grinded and I sacrificed. Mm-hmm. I, I've sacrificed. This is, ain't no just like, mm-hmm. uh, you guys tell me I have an unfair advantage. Cool. Like, I understand. Like, nah, nah, bump that. Where was y'all at when everybody was partying? Mm-hmm. Where was y'all at when at Christmas time when you was uh, eating dinner with your family and I had to stay out here and mm-hmm. train? Where was you at when my legs were swollen and sore and I could barely even get to the truck, but I still had to grind? Where was you, where was you at when I had to pay my rent? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm scratching and scraping because I'm training, and you're good in a five-bedroom crib. Mm-hmm. But you say, I have the unfair advantage? Okay, cool. Nah, it doesn't go like that. I work hard for this. Mm-hmm. We grind for this. And this is going to be a battle. Like, I'm not going to go away and say, yeah, you guys got it. I'm going to run the Paralympic Games. Nah, they're going to have to flat out deny me. I'm going to fight. I'm going to take it to the court of arbitration and sport. I'm, I'm going to take it to the highest court to let them run because the time is now. I was going to say that. So for you, you you mentioned where you're at, you know, in your age, in your career, the, time, the clock Time's is ticking. So, so the Olympics are coming up and you have to kind of get this decision. Yeah. I mean, it's 2020 yeah. Olympics. We're less than two years Shit, out. Yeah. Um, I, You know, I mean, we're, we're as of right now working on a technical report and, and hopefully working, you know, I mean, with the IAAF, the, the Olympic Committee, so they can see the prosthetic devices that I'm running on so they can make a decision saying that I know I don't have an advantage or yes, I have an advantage. I mean, it's crazy that we're having this conversation. The man without legs. See, they think, they think the idea is like, <laughs> they think it's like, you know what? He's not an athlete. Yeah. Like these guys. You just they're just putting on metal shit and he yep. can just run fast <laughs> because of the metal. Like, wait, what? What? Like, and I think that's the concept that they have. Like, he he doesn't have to train. He can just put it on and then run around and woo, his legs don't get tired. Like they're gonna try it's, it's, it's the concept of what they perceive. See what they perceive, their perception. Like he doesn't he doesn't have to work as hard as everyone. Yeah. That, that's the real advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I, I he ran 20 times around. I had to run 30. Motherfucker, I, I just had to run 30 <laughs> times around. Like, like I'm bleeding. You, 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 yeah. you see this? This is swollen. swollen. They don't get like, it. And they don't get that. They don't get they, it. Because they, they don't see it. What are they saying the blades are an advantage? What is that? I mean, it, that I mean, you just look else. at the nature of my race, you know what I mean? And it's because, you know, I start out a little bit slower because I'm, I'm, I'm running against the fastest runners in the world. Mm-hmm. They have their ankles. They have their calf muscles. Gun goes off. They take off. I'm like, I have to. I don't get to the race and be like, all right, guys, because I'm missing my legs. I want to start a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm gonna stand up. No, they get down. Guess what I gotta do? I gotta get down in the blocks like everybody else. I can't ask for special treatment. So when the gun goes off, the go stand back up. They take off. They're going forward. I'm working on my balance because mm-hmm. I'm going from a ground position to an up position. So the first 50 meters of the race, I always lose. Mm-hmm. I always lose. I start from the. I don't care if I'm in lane one or lane eight. I'm always from the back. Then I kind of find my rhythm and, and pick up. I don't pick up my speed. I just maintain my speed through the whole race. And I've mastered a 400-meter race to where we get to the 300 meters. I've caught up with them. Mm-hmm. Then we get to the 350. 
I'm in my and when I'm in my zone, I take off. So if you look at the nature of the race, it looks like I get faster as a, as the race goes on. I'm just maintaining my speed. I'm just stronger. because in the, the reality of that race, you technically get slower. <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't get faster. I mean, I've because that was I ran track. I ran the 100 and the 400. So depending on who I was racing, it's like a chess game. Also, yeah, it's chess game. And people don't understand like it's a chess game where you have to understand what someone else's ability mm -hmm. is in this in this race. Um, so I was one of those guys that tried to start off as fast <laughs> as I can, and then I realized I kept getting caught the last 20 meters. So I had to watch film and watch Pace what yourself. the... Because you got to remember, if I'm the lead horse, I don't see what everyone else is doing. You know, I, I don't see... All I see is at the end, he's someone <laughs> stick their head, I'm like, what the fuck was that? You know what I mean? So now I got to watch the race and sit here and gauge and say, I, 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 I wasted too much energy. Yeah. You know, I wasted too much energy early. So the concept is... What he's saying is, they're starting off fast. Mm -hmm. He's starting off slower. Then once he gets his top speed, he's maintaining his top speed while their top speed is dwelling. Yeah. So when he wins, they're like, well, he got faster. Like, no, no, I, no didn't. I didn't. Because I, if you look at that first 50 meters, because they, yeah, way slower than all you guys. Way slower. And, that, and that's the problem that in the race, he become, he's the turtle. Mm -hmm. That turns into mm -hmm. a rabbit, and mm -hmm. their rabbits turn it into mm -hmm. turtles. And people, and every 400-meter runner in history started fast and ended slow. Every 400-runner that has world records or medals, they don't run the 400 like that. Mm -hmm. So if they don't run the 4, on paper, statistically, if the 400 meters never been run like that, and you run it like that, well, you got to be cheating. Mm -hmm. yeah. like, I don't They're thinking, uh, uh, he's got an unfair no, advantage. We, we, uh, we've wait, never wait. seen this before, so if we've never seen it before, then it can't be fair. Yeah. Yeah, see, I, the, the, what they're going to have to do is just clock. They're going to have to clock every 100 meters. Yeah. It, so they have to go all the way back to Johnson and um, Hussein yeah. and see, all right, his first 100 meters, ooh, he ran a 10-2. Second 100 meters, 10-4, 10-5, So you can see. The breakdown. Yes, he's moving like, like speed, yeah. but he's technically winding down. Yeah. I'm still getting slow like everybody else. My you know, body still moves like yeah, everybody yeah. else. You know and, what and, I mean? and I think that's that's going to be the real biggest fight to yeah. basically say, listen, I don't have no advantage. Yeah, yeah. I don't have. I, I mean, personally have figured out how to use my speed. You know, yeah. and because that's what I said, I ran it. I quit. <laughs> I quit. You shifted your focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, no, no. I quit. Quit. <laughs> because it was the 96 Olympics, yeah, right? Okay. It was when uh, Michael Johnson yeah. wore the gold. Mm -hmm. The gold shoes, I remember. Do you remember yes, a remember. kid named Obi Moore? I remember that name. He right? wore the braids, okay. young kid. I think he was like a junior or senior okay. in high school. He went to Pasadena. Um, I think he went to Pasadena. Muir. He went to John Muir. Okay. And I'm. he was the, the alpha yeah. of the 400 here yeah. in, in Los Angeles. So, you know, all those 400 runners are just like, oh, yeah, he's about to go it. against Michael Johnson. Ooh, Michael Johnson's got the gold shoes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because that's when he put, yeah. when he wore the gold shoes, everybody like, oh, forget everybody else. Yeah. Gold shoes is nice. Gold shoes is and nice. And then, you know, and then, um, you know, he came in six, didn't yeah. qualify. You know, so you go back to the track, like, hey, man, did y'all see last night? Yeah, he almost did it. Yeah. Then it's like, yeah. so what does he do now? He has a train for four more years. Oh, back to it. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, you know, it's 96, the 2000 Olympics. You know, he got to get ready for. Wait, wait, wait. So he, uh, uh, 
<laughs> so he's gonna be broke for another four more years. Four years. You know. Back to it. You know, and that's how Back I looked it. at it. Like, mm-hmm. wait, wait, wait. He go. He has to. He has to train for four more years. 44, 45 seconds. For that. <laughs> so I was Talk about like pressure. So I was like, nah. I quit. <laughs> I quit the sport. I, I, no, it ain't worth uh, it. I, no, I'm not. No, that's no. Yeah. I want something. Yeah. Day by day, I need something. It's tangible. I know yeah, that I, I need something. So I and then I was like, no, there's like you have races here. Yeah, world championships. No, 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 like, no, no, no. Like <laughs> I understand the world championship, but the Olympics is this is what you build for as an athlete there. Yeah. That, that's why when people talk about the gold medals, mm. and I hear, I remember I, I was hearing the um, USA basketball, the women's basketball, and I'm sitting there like, stop saying this is the, like, like stop saying this is the, this is the most sought after award yeah. that you can receive. For you guys, mm. you two groups, <laughs> shut up. It's not the same. It's not the same. These guys are working individually against the world. Man. I mean, if they're on a if they're on a four by one relay team, they're yeah. battling the against the their teammates also. Yeah. So one yeah. bad day, like they've trained yeah. four years, one bad day, and it comes on that day. Yeah. That oh, is man. heartbreaking. You guys are an Avengers team. <laughs> You guys are you have no concept of USA basketball until they choose you to go play like you're an Avenger team and you guys go out and sure. defeat the world. And you guys, which is fucked up, you 15 all get a gold medal. All get a gold medal, even if you didn't work for that one. <laughs> and that's the, that's what I got out of it. I'm listening to these guys and I'm I'm seeing people who's crying. When they came in second and crying oh when they came in first, and this, and you got these guys on the hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, baby. We all get it, baby. Like, like, like that, that's kind of, that's yeah. kind of fun. Like, it should be right. one, you should, it should be one gold medal for all of them. Yeah, yeah. It's all the same goal. You know, so, and it's just, I'm like, nah, that's kind of, uh, yeah. that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> them team sports is really kind of fucking everybody man, up. Man, <laughs> You ain't really got to train as a team. Like, you know, you ain't really got to put that kind of work in. yeah. yeah. For a gold medal in a team sport, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, you know what, Le- LeBron and Curry and Katie, they got this. They get- you know, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna sit back sit, and relax. I'm gonna sit here and sit. drink a bunch of water. <laughs> easiest gold medal game yeah. ever, ever had. Listen, it's cool right now. <laughs> this is, this is the easiest, hardest <laughs> medal in the world again. Uh, but for you, Blake, so we'll, we're gonna follow your story. Yeah. You have, so we're leading up to 2020. Man, yeah. We need this decision to come down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, summer. I mean, the, hopefully the decision uh, uh, comes down soon. You know, for for me, I'm just trying to look for look, look for all the support morally and spiritually. Mm-hmm. You got our every, support from yeah. everybody. When 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 people when the situation kind of hits, you know what I mean? I like just to be there for me to to spread the word to let not let this die down because I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. doing this for myself. I'm I'm fighting for a, a class. I'm fighting mm-hmm. for a whole generation. I'm fighting for for that person who's been told no, or the disabled person who's thought that it was less than. You know, there's a little kid out there that that might be missing their leg, or they might be in a wheelchair. They might just be bullied or picked on, dealing with a, a mental health issue. Whatever the situation is, 
they're going through something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're going to see my story. They ain't going to know who I am or know me personally, but they're going to see me and my prosthetic legs trying to compete against guys with regular legs in the Olympic Games. And they're going to say, wow, I didn't think that could be done. And if he can do it, Imagine what I could do. Yeah, and it that, would be well. So funny is, and that's that's basically what it is. That's, that's some kid is. that's going to be teased, and and they're going to be sitting home crying, yep. looking up at the TV, yep. and it's going to say and, and and see my smile and like, hey, hey, y'all, everything's going to be okay. That's and they're going to keep pushing. That's that's my why that's why this is so important. Yeah. That's why I need to be in the Olympic Games. That's why I need people to go out there and not because by myself it's very difficult. But if I get a whole generation, if I get the culture behind me to say this is not right, we gotta let this guy run. He deserves a chance. All I want is a fair chance. We're talking about fair and unfair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're talking about fair and unfair advantage. All I'm asking for is for a fair chance to go and compete. And that's you, it. you know what the. You, <laughs> When you think about it, everyone who makes this this decision mm-hmm. ain't working on the track field. Yeah, no, they don't know they nothing don't about <laughs> they don't know nothing about work ethic, and I think the real problem wow. in how to change their percent, mm-hmm. perspective is to is to show the world. Yeah, that's it. To show the world you're Whatever. working. I have nothing to hide. Like, like, listen. I have nothing to hide. I just ran. 16 400 yeah. 4 4 yeah. and and no one understands the work ethic until you show them then then, then they have then they get it you know then now they're they're sitting here and say hey uh he, he, he does work like everybody else yeah yeah he does you know and yeah, I, yeah. I don't think they don't see, I, I don't think they think it is like well damn, i mean you know he he does work it's just yeah. as hard as Hussein Bolt so yeah, if not harder if not harder you know and, and it's and, not harder. And, and that's and i think that's what's going on and it's like I remember Damien, uh, was a Dame Leonard, it was like, I do work out. Yeah. I work out just as hard, but because I don't show it on Instagram, right. you guys. Right, you don't think. You don't think I work out because these doofuses want to do all of this yeah. and all. But, but when you think about what LeBron does, the game ends today, yep. championship. Yep. Everybody's going out to partying. You know by now, tomorrow, he will be in the gym. He's back in. Working it. out. Doing something. Fresh haircut in the gym. <laughs> Back in. But what does it do to us? It shows, it's like, oh. Whoa. Oh, okay. He just won a championship. Oh, cha- he just won a championship or just lost, lost a championship. And he's back working already. What? Already? That's the first thing. Oh, that, we say it's already? It's the perception. It's the perception that's, that's that we lunatic. get. This, yes. That's crazy. But that goes back to when you get to the point, you understand that there is no days off. Mm-hmm. See, LeBron gets it. Mm-hmm. There is no days off. I don't care if it's an MVP. I don't care if it's a championship. I don't care if it's an L, a win, 3-1, whatever the situation is. There's still no days off. Mm-hmm. He can still have Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He can still hang out with his friends. Still drink go his on, wine. Go, go still, on vacation. He can still yeah. go on vacation. You got to have a real life. He That's still the can point have a life, like, but he understands the concept that there is no days off. Right. You Regardless. you appreciate where you are. You enjoy what you have, but you never stop working. Never stop working. What's the funny is, and I think that's how you change your mind. Yeah. Start posting workouts and workout plans for future athletes, just 400 runners. This is what you this do. This is the blueprint. This is the blueprint. This, you know, this, this is how I work. I wake up in the morning, I eat this, I do this, I do this. Now you have, you have paper receipts. Yeah. Of, Boom. Of Boom. life. This is what I do, y'all. Process. This is not, I just put on these yes. legs and I and run. And guess what? If you're documenting this every day, 
Some they days can't. my shots weren't falling. Some days yeah. I was be off on my times. But, yep. And those but, are so like we said, they're bad days, but there are no such thing as a but bad day because you're like, you know, guess what? Tomorrow I'm gonna come back and crush those. Numbers. But that, but that's the paper trail that, that sometimes you have to show people. Like, listen, wait, wait, this wait, is, wait, wait, wait. This is what it is. I've in this last month I ran the 400 300 times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you see this hospital? Yeah. My legs were swollen. Yeah. I had to get IVs because yeah. I was in the sun too long. Yeah. Paper this trail. is here. This is not just yeah. I sat on my ass watching Netflix and yeah. I put these yeah. legs on and I'm <laughs> ready to run. It doesn't happen <laughs> no, like that. They'll not, try to devalue that. And that's, they will devalue and that, your <laughs> talents and yes. your work ethic. And that's why you see a lot of people like, I'm, I'm like, don't get me wrong, I'm in high spirits, right? Uh, don't get me wrong, I keep a positive attitude. But this, I'm pissed off. Like, nah, you ain't gonna tell me what's up. Have you showed up at the track with me? Have you ran with me? Like, nah, nah. And, and, and that's okay to have that chip on your shoulder. And like we talked about earlier, I take that chip, mm-hmm. I take that fuel, I take that no, and channel that and put that back into my training. Yeah. So when they told me no and said, you, man, you can't run the Olympics, you have an unfair advantage. I was pissed off, mm-hmm. but instead of being like, "Oh man, this ain't fair, man," this man, I don't want like, nah, okay, you told me no, bet, all right, I'll be, I'll be back. Don't worry, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go train. I'm gonna go <laughs> run 43, and I'm gonna be back ready again. Take that negativity, take that fuel, and use that into getting to the next level. Boom, that's yeah. that's my life. So as many times they keep telling me no, they keep telling me, "Oh, guess who's going to keep showing us the door?" No, I'm going to <laughs> guess guess what? I'm nah, here. I'm back. Guess what? I guess who's Blake back? Weeper. Guess who's back? Uh, well, we're 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 right behind you. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, I, we know you're at a great place in your life yeah. to, to sustain this, uh, and, and you're going to keep fighting. That's the thing about you. You're a fighter. Uh, for people that want to follow you, Instagram it's at Leapster L E E P S T E R. Uh, also, you're on Twitter yes. Blake underscore Leaper. Um, yeah, this was great to have you in here. Thanks Appreciate so much, it, guys. Yeah, yeah, um, man. Thank no you. Problem, yeah, no thank you so much, bro. Loved Appreciate it. it uh, and a special shout out. Uh, our guy Casey is here today. Uh, F1 Apparel, the shirt that I have on, uh, Boston Angeles. We get a shot of this. Yeah, so we got you uh, F1WApparel.com. Uh, followed on Instagram, F1.apparel. The sh- shirts like this, Boston Angeles. Uh, Gil's one, the weed shirt, hoodies, uh, hats. And tees. Follow that. Uh, another special shout out to our guys at Himalaya. Follow us there. Subscribe. Uh, download the platform first. Uh, subscribe to No Show Podcast there. Catch it a day early. Uh, and again, thanks to our friends at Stitch Fix. Uh, again, go there. Enter No Chill. And, uh, be part of that platform too. <laughs> Until next time, guys. Awesome. All right.